is Dan Fagella and you're listening to AI in Industry. This is our fourth and last episode in this month-long series on building your corporate AI strategy. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you a little bit more about what's coming up next month as we pivot into a new theme about competitive advantage. Uh, but this month, we're talking about AI strategy. Two episodes ago, we heard from uh, Carlos Escapa at Amazon, who talked to us about uh, beginning with your existing business priorities. Uh, Adam Bonifield of Airbus talked to us about beginning with your data. And this week, we speak with Shane Zabel. Shane Zabel is the head of AI at a little company called Raytheon, a 20 or $30 billion uh, defense firm. And Shane talks to us about his idea about the phases of building an AI strategy. What are the steps in what order? And there's a really interesting insight from Shane in this episode about finding an AI pioneer who can build some of the initial ideas about what use cases could be useful for your business. If you're in the process of analyzing useful use cases for your company or for your clients, um, we've actually created a short guide about this exact topic. It's called Three Ways to Find AI Trends in Any Sector. It's about finding the particular use cases that might have the most potential in your company or the company of your clients. Uh, and you can find that at emerge.com slash T3. That's E-M-E-R-J dot com slash T. The letter T is in Tyrannosaurus and the number three. So emerge.com slash T3. You can download that guide if you're in the process of finding AI use cases and trying to pick up on fruitful high ROI trends in your sector. Without further ado, we're going to fly into Shane's uh, episode here. There's a lot of good stuff in this one and we'll wrap up uh, with giving you a little bit of a hint as to what the next month is going to bring. So without further ado, this is Shane Zabel with Raytheon here on AI and Industry. So Shane, I want to start things off uh, by just talking about from your perspective what the phases are in kind of constructing an AI strategy. When you think about a firm kind of beginning that process from scratch, what's involved? Sure. So the first thing I'd like to start off with is kind of defining artificial intelligence. And from a, the way I kind of look at it from a technical perspective, artificial intelligence has two kind of connotations. The, the first one is just a general term that is used to talk about machines that do, you know, things or do some type of processing that um, if a human were to do it, you might say it has some level of intelligence. Uh, from, a, from a technical perspective, um, artificial intelligence, generally, the way I think of it, involves agents with um, some type of goal and some types of actions. And what we're really talking about is machine learning, which are algorithms that provide insights from large amounts of data. So um, well, just to set the context, when I, I use the term AI, but in general, the technology that we're talking about from a strategy perspective is heavily shifted at, at this time towards the machine learning end. And then, you know, from the steps involved in constructing it, it really depends from where your starting point is, what type of a, what type of an organization are you? Are you a for-profit organization? Are you a non-profit organization? Are you a government organization? That, that kind of sets the stage. I, I'm, I'll talk more about kind of a for-profit organization, how, how I think that the steps in uh, constructing an AI strategy are set up. So Yeah, that's most of the audience. So I think that will be a, a great lens to think through. I know you've had to kind of go through a good deal of this thinking at a company as large as, you know, the ones that you've worked at. Um, what's, what's your sort of, I guess, way of breaking it out? So I think of it, you know, in the steps that you go through, the first thing you really need to do is get educated on the technology if you're not, if you're not already in depth and understanding it. So 
you need to understand the technology and its impacts to your organization. Um, the next thing you will do typically is go find an AI pioneer, uh, somebody who's going to lead the strategy development for you, um, looking for skill sets of somebody that has both a business understanding, hopefully, as well as a technology um, understanding of, of artificial intelligence and machine learning. And then you'll typically an organization will then establish some type of AI team or some type of AI organization at the early phases. Um, then the next thing you do is look at your business. AI is really a technology. It's it's um, it's uh, it's not necessarily a, a market or or a business. It's an enabling technology for a lot of companies. And so you you've really got to ask yourself as you're looking at a strategy: are are you looking to change your business? If you're General Motors and you make cars, are you now going to become an AI company, or are you going to look at AI as a technology? from a strategy perspective that helps you continue to sell cars. Um, or maybe you're starting a business around AI, in which case then you are going to build a strategy around the technology. Um, you know, one way to think of it is, you know, did, did, you know, other transformative technologies like internet or cloud, did that change most businesses or was that from a strategy perspective, something, a technology they had to f um, figure out how that they uh, adopted that into their, their products and services. And, um, the next thing typically you'll do is go off and prototype some things, you identify a suitable problem, you know, in computer vision or natural language processing using data that you already have. Uh, you'll go out and label the data using some type of commercial off-the-shelf or, or free and open-source algorithms or software. And at that point, you've, you've kind of got a feel for the technology and some experience with it. And so uh, I've got, uh, there's a couple things to dissect here, Shane, if you don't mind. I'll kind of poke into a few of the things you've mentioned, and then we can carry forward because you brought up a couple topics that are interesting. You mentioned AI pioneer. Um, we, we often uh, sort of see from experience that there there often is somebody who's kind of heading up, uh, if you will, exploring the vendor companies, going to all the events, trying to educate the rest of the C-suite. Um, we've never used that particular label that you just used, but I like the idea. Um, is this often sort of something that happens, you had kind of placed it as something that happens maybe even before an AI team is built. So in an ideal world, is it the case that maybe a company would have someone with a technical grounding in this technology with a lot of context, ideally on the business as well, of course, um, who then would go, uh, you know, do a lot of this exploring in an earlier phase before the, the team is built? Or what's, what's kind of the, the place, purpose, and timing for that pioneer? Yeah, typically, uh, you know, I would think, you know, from my opinion, that if you're going to start a team, you need somebody to lead the team or somebody to lead the organization. So it's it's something to think about. It's a good way to to move forward from an organization is is who is who is the individual that um, or group of small group of individuals that are are really going to go and drive the transformation for your organization. So obviously, it depends on the specifics of your business. But um, what I've seen kind of in the market and with other companies is the pattern is usually of finding the pioneer first before you before your team grows too large. Got it. So having somebody who can be the seed, the vision, and, and you talked a bit about the vision as well. I think that that early role, particularly if they can understand the tech and the business context, I mean, they would really be after a bit of exploring and, and kind of talking to the vendor landscape and um, you know, talking to the C-suite, they'd probably be better prepared than the C-suite to come up with that vision by themselves. Of course, they wouldn't want to do it in isolation. Um, but you did talk a bit about asking yourself, where does this technology fit? As you mentioned, it's a transformative technology like the Internet. Um, you know, my supposition, I suppose, is that most 
businesses probably aren't thinking about rethinking themselves. I don't think most banks, outside of maybe some of the really more aggressive tech-savvy folks within, let's say, a Citibank, are really considering overhauling the way compliance is done or overhauling even the way that customers are served or what they're, what they're offered. Um, is there an instance, kind of a line in the sand? A lot of our audience is going to be existing enterprise or mid-sized businesses. Is there a line in the sand where you want to think more around enhancing, evolving, furthering existing strategy, and another line in the sand where you really want to think about reimagining how the heck you do business. Is, is there a way where you make that call? So the way I think of it is, is, is so if AI is a technology, you can end up with, you, you end up with two kinds of strategies. You end up with a technology strategy and you end up with your business strategy. And the technology strategy ends up supporting the business strategy. If you, at the start of um, a, a development of an AI strategy, you will, I, you know, the reason I mention that is because you may go through discussions with your leadership: is is AI a market or is AI a technology? Do I need to develop an AI business strategy or do I need to develop an AI technology strategy? And having that conversation about is this going to change your business or not, kind of, it helps you sort through those initial discussions in terms of what is the scope of the strategy that you're developing. For most existing, you know, for most existing businesses you will have a business strategy and then an AI technology that, that is integrated in with it or supplements your existing business strategy. Agreed. And actually, I like the way that this is being framed is that there's a business strategy and a technology strategy. It sounds as though business strategy would come first. My, my guess here is that that transformation of the business, should it happen, yes, AI will be involved, but so might other things. I mean, hypothetically, 3D printing, hypothetically, blockchain, hypothetically, um, you know, access to uh, new international markets or something, right? Th these are all factors that could be vastly ripping open the, the business we have now. So it sounds like you kind of want to get your bearings on that with AI as part of the mix. And then when you get to your AI strategy, it is more on the technology side, more of enabling what that business vision is. W would you break it out that way? Or did I articulate that maybe a little bit off kilter? You know, I think it's an iterative process because because it's a it's also an emerging technology. It's it's a new capability, and so it's unclear at the start of it. If you, as you, if you're just starting out your strategy development, it's unclear what are the new business markets that you could go into until you understand the AI technology a little bit better. And so you'll, I've we you know I think a, a good business practice is understand that strategies are living documents. And that that there's an iterative approach to them, and that you need to relook at, at them. And particularly as you get as an organization, you get smarter on the AI technology side. Um, that needs to continuously feed back into your business side. So I don't think it's possible. It, it's it's unlikely that you're going to be able to completely um, come up with a you know a, a business AI you know an AI business strategy or an update to your business strategy without having spent some time going through the AI technology strategy and. And the discussions that come from that, one, one of the great benefits of doing strategy development is just that it drives a conversation into your business about where you're going and where you should be putting your investments. And, and through that, it's a kind of a learning process. Through those discussions, a lot of interesting things um, typically will come, come to bear. Yeah. So, okay. So maybe people should think about this as a, you know, you mentioned an iterative process that technology and business strategy are going to kind of co-evolve. We're going to really dive into the tech and maybe we learn a whole bunch of new things about computer vision in, in our sector. And we realize, wow, that could really transform what we had in, in place for kind of business strategy or, or we 
Uh, you know, we do a couple pilots and we, we have some really hard lessons learned and we realize that maybe some things aren't going to work out the way that they did. So it sounds like for you, exploring AI is part of what's going to be continuously informing the business strategy. And, and it's almost like your feet have to maybe get, get wet first to really feel like you, you actually know where it's going to fit. Yeah, particularly for larger organizations, it, it really helps to, to get your feet wet and learn some, some things about it. And the, the other good uh, benefit of this approach is that in the AI space, it's the, the technology itself is changing so rapidly that um, it, it almost has to be a living, breathing thing. Six, six months, 12 months in, in the AI technology space um, brings about a lot of changes. And so if you don't treat this as kind of an iterate, ongoing, living process, um, the technology will change out from underneath you and, and then you don't have the best strategy that you could possibly have. So that's, that's kind of why I think of it in terms of that approach. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of credence to that. You had mentioned, so to build off of what you were just mentioning, uh, that originally when you talked about your sequence here, that there was a time where you kind of start picking some pilot projects. You start, you know, uh, collecting, cleaning, organizing data, getting some initial training done, sort of working on on initial projects. Um, you know, anecdotally looking into the the enterprise world, I think a lot of folks are pretty aware that a lot of that project picking is done very willy-nilly with, with very little context on what the technology actually requires, maybe sometimes without a, a firm enough sort of business case behind why we picked this project or that project. Um, w when you think about doing that initial testing, um, and actually turning it into something that builds traction, turning it into something that informs strategy, gives us meaningful experience, maybe even could turn into something useful in the business. How do we think about those early pickings from that strategy as we begin experimenting in the, the real world of our enterprise? Yeah, that's a, that's a great point to it. So uh, use case identification should be a key part of what you do, and it should be a key part of your strategy. Um, uh, being able to have a, a repeatable framework from which you can determine which opportunities in the AI in the ML space you want to go after, which capabilities you want to develop is, is important because you can end up stuck in an, what, I, what I term, you know, the, um, the phase of perpetual prototyping if you don't have a, a rigorous kind of use case uh, framework in place. So, and that, that requires a cross-disciplinary team to go through and do that. You have to have your, your, your business development folks, you know, your marketing folks involved. You have to have your engineering folks involved. Um, you have to have your, your profit and loss team involved. All, the, all of those stakeholders need to be involved in determining the use cases as well as, as prioritizing them. When you, if you initially go out to your organization, particularly for a larger organization, and you've got some training where everybody has a basic level of, of discourse associated with the subject, and you say, okay, what, what are some of the use cases that you think could help drive, you know, what are the technology use cases that could help drive your business? You could end up with hundreds or thousands of great ideas. And so how do you, how do you prioritize what use cases to go after? That's something that you're organizationally going to have to come up with a process for. And I, uh, I use the term a repeatable framework for, and that's important, maybe not so important on the initial prototyping phase where you just want to get your feet wet, but eventually as part of your strategy, um, you need to think organizationally about how you're going to do use case development and use case prioritization. Um, and some of the other elements that you need to think about that are tied into that from a strategy perspective is, is what is your data and what is your data strategy? Machine learning has some unique requirements on both the size of the data 
and the type of data, um, particularly for supervised machine learning, the type of data that you need. So you've got to look at that from a strategy perspective. How are you capturing it? How are you labeling it? Um, how are you structuring it? You know, machine learning has lots of infrastructure requirements, both on the processing and the storage side. So that you know needs to be a part of your technology strategy. What are the tools and technologies that, that you're going to use? If you know, What are the different frameworks? There's a lot of options out there. And so from a strategy perspective, you need to pick some of those. Maybe the, the last point we can poke into on this, uh, Shane, just because you were actually leading there yourself, was around um, stakeholders. You know, you'd mentioned that fleshing out the landscape of use cases and being able to prioritize them is a big, big deal. Uh, that's where we spend most of our time at Emerge, actually. Um, it, on the on the research side of things, but companies have to figure out their own way to to sort of you know apply prioritization specifically for them. You'd mentioned it's so important to have a kind of a, a multi stakeholder arrangement. You know, you talked about as we have the pioneer, then we build that initial core team that represents these different kinds of of knowledge within the company as we begin sort of collecting what what could be our experiments and our use cases. Who's got to be on that team? And why? Are there any mistakes you commonly see there in terms of what people build for those teams? And, and how would you say it should be done if it's done right? So I think from a you know stakeholder perspective, it's the standard stakeholder alignment associated with any business strategy. You need your, your profit and loss organizations, your engineering and your technology organizations, your leadership team, your investors. They, they, they're all stakeholders and they all have to be bought in it. I think a question, though, is who should drive um, the, the strategy? And I think that obviously depends, um, but because AI is it's it's a technology, it's so you know it's very technical. Um, I think engineering your engineering and your technology organization needs to be involved, or somebody who understands the core technology needs to be involved with your AI strategy. And obviously, your your profit and loss organizations have to be involved in it as well. Um, so that's you know those those are the two key stakeholders that that I've seen um, is is having those two. That said. It doesn't mean that the other organizations aren't aren't important. You know, the the people side of AI, the training side of AI, is is clearly an, uh, should be an element of everybody's strategy, and that involves you know your human resources organization and other organizations. The process piece of it is is also important. You know, how do you get your organizational and business processes aligned to to be able to effectively adopt the technology? That's a, that's a big change. Um, it can be a big change for an organization just due to the, the specifics of the technology. So it doesn't mean that the other stakeholders aren't important, but I think in terms of driving this, the strategy, it's really your, your profit and loss organizations and your engineering and technology organization. I dig it. I've actually never heard the distinction drawn with that kind of a line. I think this is food for thought for those of you who are listening in. Uh, who's the pioneer? Who do the folks need to be from the tech and from the P&L side of things? Um, and also, how do you prioritize... Um, sort of artificial intelligence projects. Shane, you put a lot of emphasis on companies really coming up with the way that they're going to determine what they're going to work on. And I think probably everybody has some homework to do on on getting that better down pat. So I know that that's all that we have for, for time on this topic here, Shane, but I, I appreciate you being here with us on AI and industry. Well, I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. So that's all for this episode here on AI in Industry. Hopefully you've enjoyed some of Shane's insights. We've really been fighting hard 
to get the highest caliber guests on the program. We had Carlos Escapa at Amazon, uh, you know, head of AI at Raytheon here, former head of AI at HSBC. We're really shooting for the top, and that's really based on feedback from listeners like you. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Go to iTunes and let us know uh, what episode you've gotten the most out of and also what you'd love to hear more of in the future. Definitely means a lot to us. It's where all my best ideas come from, uh, and we certainly appreciate it as it helps other folks learn about what we're doing here on AI and industry, kind of applying these ideas for business listeners like yourself. So uh, as I mentioned, I want to kind of tee up what's going to be coming up in the future months here. I had mentioned this is our last episode on planning your corporate AI strategy. The next month's theme is using AI for competitive advantage. Uh, Monica Wilkzak is one of the higher ups at EY uh, when it comes to their artificial intelligence efforts and Monica is our first guest in the coming uh, month. So she's going to be here for next Tuesday's episode. Be sure to stay tuned in as she talks about getting an edge on AI adoption and being able to pull away from the competition. We've got some exciting episodes in the coming series and I sincerely look forward to having you there. So I'll catch you next Tuesday and until next time this is Dan Fagella signing out.